I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Welcome back to another episode of Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through the discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Mia. I'm Leah. And I'm Kat. And today we're going to be talking about holidays. We're recording this episode right before uh, Thanksgiving, so we thought it'd be fitting to talk about the holidays that have passed and the ones coming up for this holiday season. Yeah, and by the time this episode is released, uh, Thanksgiving will have passed and we'll be right in the couple weeks leading up to Christmas. So it's the perfect time to kind of talk about what holidays we celebrate, the holiday season in general, and kind of how these traditions and celebrations have changed over the course of our adulthood. So why don't we just jump into it and discuss a little bit about the holidays that we do celebrate and what they mean to us. So I guess the holiday season is kind of the months of, I'd say, October maybe to December, where there's just a very condensed period of holidays. Uh, Celebrations like Halloween arguably is one of them. I don't personally celebrate it just because I'm not a fan of dressing up, but it's very common here for people to go all out for that holiday. Um, Thanksgiving and Christmas which would I think would be the three main ones within the kind of three-month period. Um, So those are really big, and I would say I celebrate all of them to some degree. I'd also like to add in New Year's to that list. I think New Year's is pretty big for a lot of people, um, especially for me because I'm of Japanese descent, and Japanese people are really into New Year's. We have traditions like pounding mochi, visiting temples and shrines on the first um the mochi that we make we make a soup called ozoni which you eat on new year's day um so that's definitely a holiday that i look forward to right now fireworks are illegal in hawaii but that doesn't really stop people so it's always uh, really fun watching the fireworks at midnight um there's this I don't know if you know what it's called, Leah. It's kind of like the Chinese fireworks. It's like dynamite. People like oh. hanging on the ladders. Oh, oh I, thought you, I thought you were thinking of the Chinese, the rock ones that kids can throw on the ground. But I know what you're, they kind of look like um, chevron signs. They're red and they yeah, they stick out. <laughs> yeah, so my best friend lives in a cul-de-sac and there are a bunch of Asian families in that cul-de-sac and they always set up their ladders right outside their garages with those really big fireworks. Like, it's like, some of them are like 12 feet long and I feel like they just come in really long strings and they just like portion them for each New Year's but it like makes this really loud crackling sound and it's just it's kind of scary honestly but it's just such a tradition that I look forward to. 
And then I'd add one too. Um, unlike Kat and Leah, I don't celebrate Christmas because I'm Jewish. So we uh, celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah obviously was a much bigger deal as a kid than it is now. Um, but we do celebrate it and um, sort of get together as a family and use it as an opportunity similar to Christmas to just reflect and be with their family, get gifts, share meals, stuff like that. So that's also in addition to the rest of the holidays that were mentioned. So Thanksgiving is the one that's most immediate to us now. How do we celebrate that? And how has it changed in the years that we've become young adults and live away from our hometowns and maybe are with our friends? So when I was growing up, we'd always celebrate Thanksgiving at my grandpa's house. All of our family would get together, all my cousins, um, as we grew older, my cousin's children, and all my aunties and uncles, and we'd make the traditional Thanksgiving foods like turkey, stuffing, cranberries, uh, green bean casserole, candied yams, pumpkin pie, all that jazz. And I thought that was like pretty standard, but when I came to California and I joined an Asian sorority, a lot of my, my sister's hadn't really had those foods before so I thought that was kind of interesting um like people definitely celebrate Thanksgiving with different kinds of food I feel like the principle of Thanksgiving is basically the same like gathering people together to enjoy a meal and like you know just enjoy each other's presence and company but um the meal can definitely change depending on who you're eating it with for example when I spend the holidays with my cousins their mom is Korean so when I spend it with them we have Korean dishes for Thanksgiving dinner. We do have like turkey and like stuffing and those standard dishes, but they'll add like Korean fried chicken and kimchi and chop chase. So that's really fun too. And I've recently have started celebrating Thanksgiving with my roommate's family and his family's Japanese. And last year they had sashimi at Thanksgiving dinner, which I thought was really cool and uh, really untraditional. But I think at the core, Thanksgiving is still the same meaning for everyone. So similar to Kat, um, I love Thanksgiving, and um, I grew up with a lot of the traditional foods as well. Uh, I think it's important to note, though, that if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving or know what it is, um, it's actually a pretty problematic holiday if you look at where it originated from and, like, why why we came up with Thanksgiving. Um, I think it is important to note that we don't celebrate Thanksgiving for those reasons, and um, we've kind of transformed Thanksgiving to mean something different for us, which really is about spending time with family and sharing what we're thankful for. So, yeah, just wanted to put that out there that when we talk about Thanksgiving, we're not at all praising or um, saying what happened was acceptable. Um, we're really just talking about the sentiment of Thanksgiving and what it means to us. So, off of that, Thanksgiving is actually one of my, it is my favorite holiday, I would say, just because of the way I grew up spending Thanksgiving and the way that I still celebrate today, which is just spending time with loved ones and um, doesn't matter if they're immediate family or just family friends. It's just a time to get together and have a meal together, which I think is somewhat rare these days um, to really just spend face time with the people that you love. So uh, I actually fly home east every Thanksgiving um, to the East Coast and Growing up, I spent it with my immediate family, but because everyone moved away, sort of, and did their own thing in their life, now it's sort of this, like, free-for-all family-friend sort of holiday. So I spent it with my mom and a childhood friend growing up and his family, and then we kind of just invite anyone else who doesn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving. So it's just a bunch of random people coming together, misfits, if you will, 
just spending time getting to know each other. Um, and it's been really fun. And I think that's what Thanksgiving is all about, which is why it's so important to me. It's just welcoming people into your home, into your life. Yeah, expressing thanks for them. So Mia, you go home for Thanksgiving or you have in the past. I used to go home a lot in college. I think a lot of that time, um, I did spend one Thanksgiving with a college friend, but for the most part, I think I also went home a lot. And then as a young adult, I've noticed that with more friends in the area and kind of dating someone that I kind of get to relieve myself of that financial burden because I kind of have found other family or loved ones in my more immediate vicinity. And so on the same sentiment of celebrating and being around loved ones, I think as I've grown up, there's less pressure for me to spend it with my family even though I may want to, but it's kind of a convenience thing. I'll see them for Christmas, um, so it's just transpired over the years that I don't go as ho- go home as much. Yeah, I definitely think that growing up, uh, the way we celebrate holidays has changed. Um, so when I was growing up, uh, my cousins were older than me, so they had children while I was in middle school and high school. So they kind of had their own families to celebrate with, whereas when I would go to my grandparents' house, their children would be going to like my uncle's house because that was technically their grandparents. So I think as I got older, Thanksgiving, we'd all celebrate together still, but a lot of times my cousins would come later because they'd be celebrating with their family or, you know, earlier and then leave uh, like midway through dinner to go to another family's place. So as I've grown up, I've kind of noticed that, um, you know, people are starting their own families and they're kind of making their own traditions for these holidays. And I kind of wonder when I'm around that age, when I have children or like a husband um, who has his side of the family's traditions, how I'm going to prioritize or kind of distribute my time among those people. And even just kind of organizing those holidays as well, because I feel like growing up when you're a kid, like all the holidays are kind of planned for you. Like my mom will be like, okay, we're going to go to my side of the family for lunch and then your dad's side of the family for dinner. And my grandparents would plan Uh, the holidays because they'd be hosting it but once I'm in my parents position I'm wondering if I'm going to have to organize that or if my parents will be the ones organizing Thanksgiving dinner and inviting me and my brothers over and like my brothers and like my family so it's just kind of an interesting thought to see how holidays transform as you grow older whenever I watch the movie The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds about how she tries to get her citizenship and ends up spending the holidays with her like assistant I always think about the point in time in my life or our lives in general where you have to make that decision between whose family you're going to be spending the holidays with because as young adults I feel like so much of our time is spent with our family during these periods and so to think that in the future you might be dating someone where you kind of are a package deal and might have to divide that time equally It's such an interesting thought because we're not there yet, but it will happen in the future where you'll have to make that decision on how you celebrate these holidays. I think that's a good segue into talking about um, some of the bigger family holidays or the what people consider bigger family holidays, which is, you know, Christmas and um, Hanukkah. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about how we celebrate Christmas or and or Hanukkah and um, what those holidays mean to us. So growing up, I was actually raised Christian, um, very loosely Christian. I was baptized when I was younger, and I actually have a few family members who like work for their church. Um, so Christmas was a really big deal. All of our family would come together. I've noticed that 
it's more likely for my cousins to come out for Christmas than it is for Thanksgiving. So for my family, it's definitely a big deal. And every Christmas, uh, it's, it's always established that my dad's side will have dinner slated. So my mom's side usually organizes something for lunch, and it's a pretty full day. Actually, in recent years, we haven't really been doing anything for lunch for my mom's side. So what me and my brothers and my dad actually do is while my mom goes to spend time with her family, um, they live kind of far, so it's kind of a trek for us, um, but my mom will make that time to go out. Me and my brothers and my dad will watch a movie. And yeah, the movie theaters are open on Christmas, which is pretty great. So yeah, we go to the movies and it's pretty empty. It's just like nice to be able to do that with my family. Isn't there like a stereotype, Mia, about like how Jewish people celebrate, not celebrate, but spend their Christmas? Yeah, so you often hear that um, Jews will either spend their Christmas day because everything's closed either at the movies or eating Chinese food and it is a tradition that a lot of Jews partake in. I have participated in that tradition as well. Chinese food is funny just because obviously a lot of Chinese don't celebrate Christmas so that's why they're open in the first place um, and it kind of came about just because those were the only restaurants open so a lot of Jews would just flock there and then movies I think they just realized it would be a great way to profit i mean people i always had this question like for people that celebrate christmas is like you spend the morning with your family opening gifts and eating and then like what do you do for the rest of the day so like i think movies is a great option because like you have to basically kill a whole day with your family which that can be frustrating at times so a movie is a great place because you don't have to speak and you can just enjoy entertainment together um in the past we've actually they have, they have like sports games, obviously. Um, so we've gone to basketball games on Christmas Day, um, and my mom and I have like crashed other friends' Christmas parties and stuff. So um, yeah, you kind of just find stuff to do on Christmas when you're Jewish, and mostly it's just spending time with your family. I'll usually wake up on Christmas morning and run my dogs in the park with my mom and just spend quality time, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've never really felt left out of Christmas per se because I still enjoy. The, like the holiday time I enjoy seeing all the lights and the music and that feel that warm feeling that you get uh, I just don't actually have a Christmas tree or like a wreath or anything like that but I still get to experience everything that everyone else does and even a Christmas meal at times when we go over to friends for dinner so yeah wow I totally forgot that opening presents was a thing I just like skipped and was like yeah I go to dinner with my family but yeah, definitely. When I wake up, we open presents. When I was little, I used to wake up really early because I thought if I woke up earlier, I could open the presents earlier. But my mom was like, no, you have to wait for your brothers. <laughs> so now that I'm older, I kind of just like sleep in. Uh, we would just wait for each other to open presents. Um, sometimes my dad works in the morning. He's a doctor. So we wait for him to come home to open presents. Yeah, definitely the the gift giving has changed as we got older too. I remember when I was younger, I would make like huge wish lists of all these toys, have like these catalogs from like Toys R Us and like circle everything I wanted. <laughs> and my mom would like distribute our wish list to like my aunties and uncles and they would do the same with their kids and we'd just like, you know, pick things to buy. But as we got older, presents weren't really like individually tailored to us anymore. They were just like gift baskets for the whole family or like, you know, sets of it like expensive like dishes or like towels or something for the home um and also the other thing is my dad has given up on you know buying us things he used to buy us things collectively he would buy us gaming consoles like you know the wii or like an xbox for like all three of us but as we've grown older and our interests have kind of like taken their separate paths me becoming less of a tomboy and less into video games and my brothers having their own hobbies 
he just kind of uh, transfers money to our bank account. And growing up, I did I, I didn't really believe in Santa. I'd say I I just pretended to because he would give me gifts. But my dad, he still kind of says like, "Oh, check your bank account. Santa has given you a gift." And I'm like, "Okay, Dad, it, it's you." Okay, but yeah, I think um, the thing about Christmas is it is very commercialized and it definitely has lost its meaning from like what it originally was you know celebrate jesus's birth and all that and like people just kind of monetize that holiday a lot but i don't i used to think that was a really bad thing but i think as we talked about thanksgiving the sentiment is more important than like the origins of the holiday or even in this case how the holiday has transformed i think for me i really like christmas because it just it gives me like this really like warm sensation thinking about it like thinking of all like the christmas lights and the sense of like pine cones and gingerbread and like drinking hot chocolate this is what christmas is about it's just like having that like magical feeling of the holiday season it's interesting how you brought up gift giving because when i was younger i did the same exact thing i'd I'd have the hardest time falling asleep and then i'd wake up at the crack of dawn thinking that i could open my presents at that hour and i growing up gift giving was my favorite part of Christmas and nowadays it's kind of being able to not think about work and have the time to be with my family because I think that's so rare as your lives go on and then on the side note of gift giving I used to also make wish lists of like toys and kind of trinkets things that were I guess fairly affordable nowadays compared to like an iPhone and as I started growing older I remember my wish list would shrink but the things on it in monetary value would increase and so it's like those iPhones you wanted or when cell phones in general first came out those were so pricey and I I think growing up there was that emphasis on gift giving in my own head just as a child Um, and it's definitely changed as an adult where I value more the time I get to spend with my family and being able to go home and celebrate with them. But the way I celebrate is actually pretty similar to Thanksgiving, I'd say, because my Christmas dinner is pretty much the same foods. Honestly, sometimes my mom, if we have a big Thanksgiving or if she's cooked for Thanksgiving, she'll freeze the leftovers and then we'll re-eat them for Christmas so she doesn't have to cook again. So that's kind of become like our mini Christmas tradition. And then we spend the day at the park doing something or really just spending time together instead of um, being preoccupied. Although I do love cooking with her. (laughs) For Hanukkah at least, I think, yeah, it's transformed since I was a kid. As a kid, like, you know, you have eight days of presents because that's how long the oil in the temple lasted for eight days, and it's like the miracle of light. So that's why Hanukkah is eight days. As a kid, I would obsess over Hanukkah because it meant that I got eight presents in a row every single day. And every night of Hanukkah is sort of a celebration, and you light the menorah and the candles, and it's 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 kind of a big deal as a kid because it, it feels very special. Obviously, as I've gotten older, I am no longer receiving eight presents. At this point, yeah, like, just to reiterate what Kat and Leah said, it's more about spending time with family. Occasionally, I will get a gift, and that's nice. But um, it's not at all mandatory anymore, and trust me, I'm not going out and buying eight gifts for every member of my family. So it's definitely not the same. But yeah, it's just, again, because Christmas and Hanukkah sort of overlap most of the time, I'm usually home for that period anyway. And so we partake in all of the holiday spirit, whether it be Christmas or Hanukkah. It's just, again, I feel like we said this a million times, just spending time with family and friends. But that's really what the holidays are about for me and kind of give me a new lease on life. (laughs) I have a question about 
gift giving when you were in middle school because that was a big deal in Hawaii. I remember I would go to stores and like have pre-made gift packs that I'd be giving to people if they got me a gift and maybe I didn't think of them. So it's like, oh, I thought of you too. Like here's like a candy cane or like a Starbucks mug or something like that you just have that's like a, a generic gift that you can give. Did you experience that cat? And did you experience that Mia, not in Hawaii? Oh yeah, it was always the Victoria's Secret panties that came for like five for 25. You divvy that up. <laughs> and then you get like Bath and Body Works lotion and bam, it's like, that's the perfect gift. And I always got those in return. So everyone had the same idea for sure. <laughs> I remember Claire's like accessories, like keychains, bracelets. Those were really popular too. Yeah, I think for me at least, Gift giving is really stressful because I always want to give someone something that they really want, but also something that I know they'll use. And sometimes those both don't go hand in hand. Like my roommates, I, I'll get them something that they need or they want, but they won't use it. And I'm, I get really offended. And I think that's like, that's obviously like on my part. They obviously appreciate the gift when they get it. But for me personally, when someone doesn't use it or I never see them using it, I kind of, I'm kind of like, why did I buy that for you? You know, but I think I need to just uh, kind of steer away from that attitude and just realize that the act of giving is, you know, in itself more meaningful than what happens after they receive that gift. My favorite gifts to get when people don't know what to get me are honestly lottery scratch cards. I tell that, to, honestly money too. I don't know why there's such a negative stigma around giving money, but it's like, yes, I will buy something that I want. Like, please give me money. I think the stigma is that you know the exact value. And so yeah. that was always kind of what I understood. Like, yes, you can give money, but there's like, oh, it's only like a $10 gift card versus maybe you got them a mug and that mug could have been $8, but it's like, you know, the exact monetary value, which was always what my mom told me not to do, right. which is weird, but because she gives me money now, but <laughs> that's kind of like when you give someone a gift and like my mom always made a big deal out of taking the price tag off. It also, like, with the internet these days, you can find out how much anything costs. Unless it's handmade, and then and then that's a different story. Then it's the sentiment that counts, and that's an important gift. But honestly, like, you can find a price tag for almost anyone, anything anyone buys. So I'm like, I don't care how much you spend on me. You went out of your way to spend something on yeah. me. So, like, that's in and of itself, like, plenty. But, um, yeah, honestly... I love that Asians like will give red envelopes because I'm like, yeah, you give me that 50 bucks and thank you very much. Like, I'm happy with it. So money should be more acceptable and it shouldn't be so like frowned upon. All right, Leah, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Some moolah. Scratch cards. That's why I'm like scratch cards because it's like not money, but it's like the fun of money. You know, it's like it's like the opportunity to maybe make more or something. Mia loves scratch cards. On her birthday, I think... I got a lot. Yeah, you got a lot. <laughs> yeah, my 21st birthday I got, or no, sorry, my 18th birthday, when you're, like, legally allowed to play them, um, like, one family friend got me, like, $100 worth of scratch cards, and I was like, this is the best gift ever. Like, I don't want anything else ever again. Just scratch cards. Speaking of, like, holidays and gift giving and in the holiday spirit, do you guys have any holiday traditions, whether it be for Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, um, any traditions that you love or like to maintain every year with your family or friends? This tradition has been attempted with different friend groups and has somehow always been ruined, and I wonder why, but it's Secret Santa. Cat's <laughs> glaring at me because I'm the mole. I'm always the mole. <laughs> 
I think Secret Santa is really fun. It can be kind of stressful if, for example, I have a Secret Santa for my office and I've been really fortunate to get people that I know each time there's been a drawing, but I'm always scared that I'm going to get someone I don't know and they're not going to make a list and I'm going to be like, oh man, do I just give them like a $25 Amazon gift card? Like, I don't know. But since we've talked about like not unstigmatizing like monetary like gifts and like gift cards, I guess that's more acceptable now, you know? And now that I think about it, I guess I wouldn't mind, you know, receiving that. If I didn't make a, a wish list, like, that'd be totally fine. But, yeah, we've done Secret Santa. Um, I've done it with a few friend groups. I also did it, like, in fourth grade for, like, my class. And I actually got my crush. And I was so stressed out about what to give him. And I thought about it for a really long time. And I just ended up giving him, like, C's candies, chocolates. Because I had no idea, like, what to get him. I've always wanted to do White Elephant. I know some people really hate it for some reason. I guess it depends how you do it, but I don't know. It seems like a really fun concept. Maybe it's not like Secret Santa where you don't get exactly what you want, but I think the act of like doing the the White Elephant exchange is much more fun than what you actually get. The key to White Elephant, as someone who has participated in many White Elephants, is to set a price minimum so that no one's getting gypped with like a dollar store toy, <laughs> and to set a like a genre or a topic for the gift mm. because then people like you have like a category basically and it makes like everyone's gift like equal in a sense but also like there's more boundaries so it makes it easier i will also say i've also participated in a white elephant and it's a lot more fun when there's a lot of people like if you can maybe have a sports team or like a large group of friends where it just like everyone gets roped in even if you don't know them that well like an office even it's a lot of fun when there's more people because that just means more exchanges more stealing of gifts and just more options do you guys remember any of the best or worst white elephant gifts that you've seen Mia, Mia's gonna get offended. This isn't even a white elephant gift. This is a birthday gift. <laughs> but I think it's on. That was not my question. <laughs> I think it's on the topic of like gag gifts because I think white elephant, a lot of them are gag gifts, like silly things. For example, a potpourri and a toilet center, or like something like just kind of funny. Um, Mia got me a Shiba Inu coin purse. <laughs> Leah, you love Shiba Inus. I don't understand the story. <laughs> don't edit she, it out. She, <laughs> she gave it to someone else. That's how much she hated it. She gave it to Whoa. someone else. Let's talk about regifting for a moment and how we feel about that. <laughs> because Loki, I've been regifted things, and it's kind of I don't know how I feel about that. You know. But at least it's not wasteful, I will say that. I don't support re-gifting. I, I think that as a gift giver and as a gift recipient, everything is more important than the gift itself. It's the thought someone put into getting you something. So that was a good <laughs> gift then. It was a good gift that I would not use, and so I re-gifted it to someone who loved it and would use it for its purpose. Did that person know it was a re-gift? Yes. She like re-gifted it in front of me too, though. It was like, okay... Thank you. <laughs> Mia knows I love all her Shiba gifts. Clearly not all of them. <laughs> Sorry, that was completely off tangent on the gifts, but I think a tradition that I want to start, maybe with my future family, maybe now as an adult, is giving back in ways that aren't gifts. So maybe servicing. Like, I do want to volunteer more and kind of give back some other way. And I think the holiday season is a good starting point for a lot of 
families and for people who want to give back. But eventually I want to build that into my life where it's not just once a year I'm doing it, but that at some point in time it becomes a tradition of giving back consistently in ways of service. Because I think that's important to me, especially around the holiday time. Actually, now that you've mentioned that, my elementary school used to do that. I was in the choir when I was in like second grade and we used to go Christmas caroling at like retirement homes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't, I have this really vague memory. I'm not really sure if I'm remembering it correctly, but when I was younger, I used to, during Thanksgiving, I would work in the church kitchen and we'd make like shepherd's pie for like homeless people. I'm not sure if my mom made me do that or if it was something for school, but I think that's like a really good idea actually. It's just giving back to your community or like even just like others in forms of actions and services rather than you know giving them something tangible yeah i i used to volunteer too in high school and middle school on after the sorry after black friday there's giving tuesday and that's when i would volunteer at soup kitchens and shelters and make food and hand out food and stuff like that but yeah it's definitely that's something that we don't do enough that we should be doing um, not even around the holiday time, just year-round, um, but especially during the holiday time for those who don't have family to spend it with. So it's a good it's a good resolution to have. And you don't have to start it, you know, when you have a family. We could start it this year if you wanted to, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think there's that interesting trade-off with time. Like when you travel to visit family and see people you love, maybe they're far away, but when you take that commitment, it's a bit harder to like give up that time to be with other people or to service people. And so I think it's easier this year since um, like Thanksgiving we're spending together in LA as Friendsgiving, um, that maybe that's more tangible. But I understand like in college when I would go home, that time was always kind of dedicated to being with my family. Do you have any traditions you want to start or kind of keep in motion for celebrating holidays, even New Year's? Um, One thing that I want to start doing is um, like every year there's around Thanksgiving time, there's like a turkey trot. Mm. And I want to start doing that with like friends and family. It's like a 5k or something, but it's just nice to be outdoors and to be exercising. And usually the money raised from the turkey trot goes to a shelter or some, some organization that helps people in need. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something that I want to start doing and that I would love to do with family and friends just as an activity for everyone, but also, and again, what we were saying in that act of giving to be more present in the community. Another tradition that we celebrate or that I have previously celebrated for New Year's is like a polar plunge, which I don't know if you guys know what that is because you live in Hawaii and it's not (laughs) cold, but a polar plunge is like the day after New Year's you go to the beach and everyone dresses up in these like wacky costumes and stuff and then you plunge into the ocean which is freezing (laughs) and then you plunge really quickly there are some brave souls out there that like swim a little bit but the whole point is that you go with all your friends and family you plunge really quickly and you're you're starting the year off on like a fresh clean slate it's also freaking cold but then again the idea is that when you get out of the water then you chug alcohol so um i don't really know what the meaning of that is but it is pretty funny that every I've done it a few times where you go to Coney Island the day after New Year's or on New Year's Day, you jump into the icy cold ocean and then you just chug a few beers and then you start your your new year. So that's just another tradition that we've done that I think is pretty fun and that I would want to continue one day. So kind of on the opposite end, I am part Japanese, um, so New Year's is a big thing, but being fifth generation, It wasn't like a huge tradition in my family. 
Um, but my best friend is Japanese and she lives in Hawaii. She carries a lot of those traditions with her family. So she'll invite me every year to make mochi with them, which I think is really fun. It's just kind of like, it's just something to do with the whole family. And like when you have meals together, it's the act of eating together. But for this, you're creating something together. And then, so we make a lot of mochi and then we distribute it, the batches um, to everyone. And then I'll bring it home. And then on New Year's Day, my dad will bake the mochi in like a toaster oven and then we'll eat it with soy sauce and sugar. And it's honestly really good. It's really nice to have, even though I'm not close to my heritage through my family, to kind of have that to fall back on with my best friend. Growing up, my mom always thought crazy people were out on new year's she thought a lot of people party she thought the fireworks were dangerous and so a lot of the time being young she would just kind of mandate me to stay at home and take care of the dogs with her or just to watch the fireworks from our house since we live on a hill and we can see them like we don't have to physically be underneath them or on ground level um so that was kind of the least celebratory holidays for me but in terms of like sentiment and like self-meaning, I think I did growing up put a lot of pressure on myself for New Year's resolutions and viewing that as a reset into a new year, becoming a new self. And as a, as you grow older, you kind of, I think, steer a bit away from that. You kind of realize like, this is your life. You don't need a set date to make these goals for yourself. Growing up, I think that was the biggest celebration and tradition of mine on New Year's was making resolutions, not so much the act of fireworks or traditions. And I think that does come from being raised by a white family and I didn't really have those ties to my Asian culture. There's this belief that the way you spend the first day of the New Year is going to be indicative of how the rest of your year goes. I was always kind of thrown off by that because for New Year's, I know I talked about like Japanese traditions that I do, but on New Year's Eve, I'll usually spend it at my friend's place. We'll stay up till midnight. Um, As I mentioned, she lives in the cul-de-sac. So uh, there'd be a lot of family parties, a lot of family potlucks. And, you know, people would be like drinking. We'd be staying up late. And the next morning, I'd wake up at like, you know, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., really late. I would just be like really tired, spend the day kind of just, you know, being really lazy. And so when I told my friend's mom that, she was like, oh, yeah, that kind of means the rest of the year you're going to be like that. Just a really like lazy year. And I'm like... But I want to be hardworking. I want to I set all these goals for myself, you know? So I thought that's kind of like an interesting like superstition is like the first day is how the rest of the year is going to go. But I think, you know, tying that into resolutions, I'll usually like make a resolution, but I'll make it like a really generic and vague resolution. So I'll usually give up on it in like two weeks because I can't really measure it, you know? Um <laughs> I could go off on resolutions. I've had so many failed ones, but I think that's a good topic for the new year. We can bring up kind of talking about how we set them, why we set them, and like if we've ever successfully kept them. But um, I think kind of on the topic of traditions and celebrations, how you have your Asian ties to that and celebrating with mochi or going to the temple. I think it's interesting that a lot of these holidays are westernized and we can bring Asian ties into our celebrations, but it's, I wonder if there are other Asian holidays we celebrate um, that maybe aren't as common in the States. So one really big Japanese holiday, which I feel like a lot of people in Hawaii don't really consider a Japanese holiday because we all just celebrate. So it's just kind of a, it was just kind of a holiday for us until, you know, we come to like California or like you know a different state and realize they don't celebrate it it's girls day and there's also children's day so girls day falls on March 3rd 3-3 and children's day is on May 5th 5-5 
Um, so for Girls' Day, it's basically just to celebrate, like, girls. I, I'm sure there's a much more historical meaning. I don't really know it. But on those days, um, traditionally, you eat mochi. And if you're a girl, you're treated very nicely. So when I was in school, um, in fifth grade specifically, I remember on Girls' Day, the boys had to carry our books to our classes. And they had to pull the chair out for us and put the chair up at the end of the day. And, and then another thing for Girls' Day is my mom would usually give me gifts growing up. Um, even when I went to college, she would still send me a care package for Girls' Day. And it was usually since I was you know, away, she'd get me like mochi or like something something that I can't get um, here in California. So that was really nice. And then Children's Day, I honestly don't know what we do on that day, but I do know it used to be Boys' Day, and then they changed it in Japan for whatever reason. I didn't know those were the same. I knew there was Boys' Day and Girls' Day, but I didn't know they changed Boys' Day to Children's Day. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like I used to know the history of Children's Day, but honestly, again, just to celebrate children and kind of like give them gifts and stuff like that. So I don't know, I've never heard of Girls' Day or Children's Day before, but um, I did grow up with Lunar New Year, um, or as some call it, Chinese New Year, even though that technically isn't the right name for it, because not only Chinese people celebrate it. But um, so Lunar New Year is bringing in the Asian New Year, um, and it is based on a different calendar, so that's why it doesn't fall on the same day as the New Year that we celebrate in the United States. Um, but Lunar New Year is, I mean, similar sentiment. It's setting resolutions. Usually there's a big dinner of Asian foods with your family. Um, and then the most iconic thing that people think of when they think of Lunar New Year is either like a dragon dance um, and then the red envelopes. And, and moon the cake. And moon cakes and moon yeah. cakes and moon cakes. Yeah, I but um, those... I guess are the trifecta for what a traditional Lunar New Year is. And within the red envelopes, there's usually money. Um, and uh, either those, well, the way I've seen it is the envelopes will be like on a tree. <laughs> and the idea is that you're supposed to like write down a resolution and hang it on the tree. And then once you've hung it on the tree, you get to take the envelope. Um, and then the envelope is always filled with cash and um, it's just supposed to be a little gift to you um and then another way i've seen the red envelopes used is like during the dragon dance mm-hmm. um the dragon dance is basically this elaborate dance uh that there's a dragon top and then there's dancers underneath and then they act like the dragon's dancing and then as a kid you go and watch the dragon dance and then you put the red envelopes with money in the dragon's mouth um and that's supposed to like give you good luck for the rest of the year um and stuff like that so yeah i mean that's kind of how i celebrated Lunar New Year growing up, and it's sort of transformed, again, just into a day of spending with family, um, exchanging gifts, and eating together. I just realized listening to Mia explain Lunar New Year that I thought I didn't know what Lunar New Year was before I joined an Asian sorority because they would all celebrate it, but I realized I just called it Chinese New Year because I didn't know that other, like, cultures, like, you know, Vietnamese culture, mm-hmm. um, that like, celebrated Lunar New Year, so... Wow, I just had like a, a life realization. <laughs> but yeah, I like never understood what Lunar New Year was. Um, and it kind of confused me how like it changes every year because it's not based on our calendar. We should note yeah. too that um, the way Lunar New Year works is every year celebrates a different animal and every animal represents a year that people were born. So for example, this is the year of the pig. No, oh, currently, yes. Currently, it's the yes. year of the pig. 
So this is the year of the pig. So for anyone born in 1995, like a lot of us, this is our year, you could say. Um, and then next year uh, will be a new year and a new generation, or not generation, but a new year of people born, I mean, a new animal for that matter. So I'm not sure if this is really considered a holiday, but I think it's like an interesting like cultural thing is, you know, we have Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is celebrated around the world, but in Japan, Valentine's Day um, is actually when the girls give guys the gifts. So, you know, in America is traditionally, you know, since our culture is very uh, male dominant, it's like the guys are giving the girls the gifts. Um, so they'll give them like, you know, roses, chocolates, teddy bears, take them off for dinner, all that jazz. But in Japan, there's like two different types of chocolate. There's like a kind of like a friendly chocolate or like an, like an obligation kind of chocolate where you give to like coworkers and like people, you know, then there's the romantic chocolate, which is actually homemade. So you're kind of like pouring your heart into it. And then um, on March 14th, um, basically the men who received gifts are supposed to return the chocolates back to the woman. But in recent years, men have not been doing that. And women have been getting mad that Valentine's Day is like this huge, like commercialized holiday, getting women to spend money on chocolates. So they've been boycotting Valentine's Day. <laughs> so whether it's a Western holiday like Christmas or Thanksgiving, or maybe an Eastern holiday like Lunar New Year, Girls' Day, or something else that you celebrate, I think holidays in general are a good time and periods for us to celebrate with our own traditions. And for us in the States, a lot of that time, that means spending time with family. And no matter what holidays you celebrate, um, the sentiment's really the same. It's just spending time with family and friends and being thankful for what you have and then also giving back to people who might not be as fortunate. So we hope that you enjoyed listening and maybe took away some traditions or some activities that you can do this year with your family or in the future. And we hope you guys have a happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.